You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Boot computer. List of today's guests. Signing in chat room. Lining up news articles. Checking levels. Adjusting camera. Secure wire connection. Restart again. Video feed. With all she's got to do, you'd think Nicole Sandler was a one-woman band. Well, she is, and she's ready for another show. And now, here's the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have a busy, busy show for you today, so I'm going to have to talk really fast. First of all, so much happened today, and I'm going to try to do my best to get through it. A lot of it, thankfully, has to do with Congress, because stuff happened in Congress today. So what I don't have time for in this first half hour, we'll get to when Howie Klein is here. And the reason I won't have time in this first half hour is because sometime during the next 30 minutes, um, uh, Randy Weingarten is going to pop into the Zoom. So I've got the Zoom window open on on that computer. Uh, So when she pops in, I can talk to her because I've been, Randy Weingarten is the president of the American Federation of Teachers. They're at AFT.org. And she's been in that role for a long time. I got to meet her, I don't know, 10 years ago now at Annette Roots Nation. And she's been very generous with her time with this show. She's come on with me a number of times uh, over the years. And, you know, I reached out to her this morning and I said, I'd love to have you on to talk about this fascist assault on education that's coming from where I am in Florida. And, you know, most of the day went by, I didn't hear back from her until about 20 minutes ago when she said, I think I can do that. And so she put me in touch with her comms guy. So Randy Weingarten will be joining us probably in about 15 minutes or so. But before we get to her, so you know what we're going to be talking about. In the meantime, let me share with you some of what happened today. So did you know that the, um, I don't even know what to call them anymore, the people the the group that controls the majority in the House of Representatives now, I know they're Republicans, but there's there's something, there's another word I can use. I, I'm just trying to figure out what it might be. Anyway, they did a couple of things today. One is they booted Ilhan Omar off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. We'll get to that. But before they did that, 
they they put on a show vote, a show vote in the House on a resolution introduced by Maria Elvira Salazar of Miami, who fear-mongered about socialism throughout the whole campaign, and Steve Scalise, who's just a little turd. Um, and it's basically... I mean, I have the text of the resolution here, but it's it's an assault on it's to condemn. I, I want I need to get their actual uh, verbiage correct. Denouncing the oh, wait, I, I got to get the I got to get the sound effect up for this. If I'm going to do this correctly, denouncing the horrors, the horrors of socialism. <laughs> Yes, a resolution denouncing the horrors of socialism. So first, before I get to the vote, let me share with you how it was um, previewed by the, the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries. Take it away, Hakeem. They bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. That we all condemn. But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. Why do we know this? Why? Because going all the way back... To the days of FDR. Yeah. Through Harry Truman. Mm-hmm. Into President Kennedy. Through President Johnson. All the way up until President Clinton and President Obama. Yeah. And President Biden. Yeah. They've called things like Social Security Socialism. Yeah, they have. Medicare Socialism. Stream MAGA Republicans have called... Public education, socialism, Medicaid, socialism, the Affordable Care Act, socialism, the American Rescue Plan, socialism. socialism. So the American people should not be fooled by anything that takes place on the floor today with respect to this so-called resolution on socialism. Thank you. Thank you, Hakeem Jeffries. You know, he goes on, but that's pretty much the the rest that, you know, his comments on that subject. He then went on to talk about the Ilhan Omar thing, which we will get to, uh, but not just yet. Because first, we got to deal with socialism. So, for instance, this is Congressman Roger Williams of Texas. And boy, he was he was succinct. And right to the point. Bottom line, socialism bad, capitalism good. In God we trust, I yield back. (laughs) Okay, socialism bad, capitalism good, in God we trust, I yield back. Brilliant. Oh, that explains it all, right? Well, um, Maxine Waters had something to say to that. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Williams is my friend. He is. But I do wonder whether Mr. Williams views the $1.43 million he received in debt forgiveness 
was consistent with his views on socialism. I, right. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Um, all right. And before, <laughs> I just had to let you know that that happened. So the vote on this resolution introduced by Steve Scalise and Maria Elvira Salazar of Miami, who, again, fear-mongered through the entire campaign over um, socialism, uh, introduced this resolution. And you got to see the final tally. It passed in a bipartisan way by a vote of 328 to 86. 328 to 86. 219 Republicans voted, yeah. Three of them chose not to vote at all. But on the Democratic side, this is where it gets really curious. Three Democrats also did not vote. 14 of them were chicken shit and um, voted present. 86 of them were courageous and said, this is bullshit and voted nay. And 109, 109 Democrats voted yay, voted to go along with this bit of gaslighting on the part of these Republicans. And, you know, this whole assault on socialism is such bullshit. The way the resolution, I'm not going to waste the time to read it to you. I'll post it on the blog with today's show. It'll be at NicoleSandler.com slash 2-2-23, today's date. Um, but I'm not going to waste the time to read this because it's, it's bullshit. It, it's complete bullshit. It's gaslighting. And it's their way to say, ooh, socialism bad, capitalism good. Oh, uh, I turned it down. Hold Too on. Bad. What was that you said, uh, Congressman Williams? Bottom line, socialism bad, capitalism good. Ah. In God we trust. In God we trust. Of course, can't forget the in God we trust part. Are you kidding me? I do have the tally, and it's the usual suspects. It's exactly what you would expect. The courageous, uh, you know, uh, members willing to stand up for themselves, for their um, beliefs, the 86 nays are the usual. They are the progressives. They are from, you know, the, the, the squad, of course. Um, the ones you would expect. I'm looking at the list here. And, you know, Jan Schakowsky, Jamie Raskin, uh, Alana Presley, Mark Pocan, Katie Porter. You know, all the, the reasonable ones. And if you look up at the ones who voted nay, the ones who, I mean, yay, the ones who voted with the Republicans, it's the conservatives, it's the blue dogs, it's the new Dems, it's exactly who you would expect. And it's a, again, I'll post the link to the roll call so you can see for yourself, but it's disappointing. So that happened today. Then the other thing that happened today was the um, assault, and I'll say it, assault on Ilhan Omar. Let me share with you, well, just so you know, they booted her off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Now, um, I I, want to play this. Um, What is this? This, Okay. Um, I'm going to play for you Ilhan Omar's speech. We should have time to get it in, I hope, before uh, before Randy uh, Weingarten gets here. But 
it's so the fact that she had to make this speech is disturbing. But um, let's let's go to it because it's important. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. Yep. What opinions do we get to have? Do we have to have to be counted as Americans? This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant, or if you are from certain parts of the world, or a certain skin tone, or a Muslim. Yep. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. Yep. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Mm -hmm. Well, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant and interestingly from Africa. Wow. She is. Go figure. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Nope. Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Nope. Or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Nope. Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power, power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. Yep. I am an American. You are. An American who was sent here. An American who was sent here by her constituents to represent them in Congress. Down a straight. refugee who survived the horrors of a civil war. Someone who spent her childhood in a refugee camp. Someone who knows what it means to have a shot at a better life here in the United States. And someone who believes in the American dream and the American possibility and the promise and the ability to participate in the democratic process. That is what this debate is about. There is an idea out there that I am not, that I do not have objective decision making because of who I am, where I come from, and my perspective. But I reject that. We say there is nothing objective about policy making. We all inject our perspective, our point of views, our lived experiences, and the voices of our constituents. I'm going to interrupt Ilhan Omar here for just a moment. We'll get back to her. But I told you we have a busy show for you today. And I want to jump in and say hello to Randy Weingarten. Uh, Randy, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it was a last minute ask, and I really appreciate you jumping in here. No problem, Nicole. For you, Almost anything. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it's great to see you. And, I, you know, I've been thinking about you a lot lately because of what's going on. And it's like emanating from this state where I sit right yeah. now. I see you're all bundled up. I'm in Florida. So I'm, of course, in a tank top again because it's hot here. I'm uh, in- 
I'm in Eagles land right now in Philadelphia. Ah, so I, uh, uh, there <laughs> I'm you in are. Philly land today. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the, the scarf and the, the turtleneck and keeping warm. Yeah, I'm just exactly. trying to stay cool here um, and trying to escape fascism. Honestly, we're, we're moving. We're getting out of Florida because things here are so bad. We have a governor who has launched an all out what all, only what I consider an assault on education. Um, yes. We've all heard about the don't say gay bill. You can't say gay or talk about, you know, Johnny has two moms. He can't talk about his two moms. Or if a teacher wants to talk about what she and her wife did on the weekend, they can't. Um, you can't, you know, there's been assault on teaching um, about African-American history. And now we saw it come to the fore with this uh, going up against the college board on this AP African-American studies program that he totally put the kibosh on. And then there's a story about classroom libraries where teachers are yeah. having to cover them up until their choices for what their students can read can be vetted by whoever, the administration, it's all just horrible. And you've got to feel like teachers are being assaulted. They are. I mean, well, let me just take a step back, which is it's that and it's even actually worse because the one place that teachers actually look to for support, for, um, you know, protection and is their unions, and he's um, attempting to basically completely curtail associational rights. Remember, these are fundamental freedoms from the Constitution, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the First Amendment, associational rights. So I think what's happened is that Ron DeSantis has decided in order to um, run as the Republican candidate for president. And you could see he made this decision from the moment that all these other states were trying to follow the science and figure out how to balance people's life and COVID and, you know, work that people had to do. He made a decision to go in the other direction mm-hmm. and to decide that, you know, we're just going to open up Florida. And essentially every single day, he's made a decision to do what he calls own the lips. Yeah. It's all about the division, the chaos. And because people have been so anxious and, anxi- and, and anxiety prone in the country, there is a group of people who, you know, see and, and, and are compelled by a vision that says, if he's mean to others and he puts down others, that makes us feel good. And that is his through line. So the meanness, just let's just take the meanness and the fear. It's And then let me say what teachers try to do to counteract this. Because you're right. Of course, we're walking on eggshells. Of course, we're going to fight this. Of course, of course, of course. But just two examples. These kids in Miami, Florida agreed to the pilot for AP African-American studies. They knew what the course was. They agreed to it. Kids in this high school in Miami were taking the course. When Ron DeSantis thought it was politically expedient to him, because he knew that this college board was going to come out on February 1st 
and make revisions. The college board wasn't quiet about that. Right. He cut this course off for children. Young adults were taking this course. They were taking it for college credit. They were engaged in it. And he cut the course off the week of Martin Luther King's birthday. That's think right. about the think about the pain that he did that day to these kids. Think about he took it away from them and said it has no purposes. no educational value. Excuse me. But but what I'm saying is he the pain he took. Yes. Think about these kids who are trans. Think about these kids who are gay. Think about these kids who now don't know if they can learn honest history. And then on top of that, just like he did for, you know, there were white folks in the villages who voted twice. Yes. They're going to take a civics class. That's right. Black folks, black got folks arrested. who thought they could vote got arrested. Yep. And what is he doing to teachers in terms of this? To me, this is almost the most craven. In the panhandle, where there's poverty all over, he has made these teachers close up their classroom libraries yep. where kids take books, joy of reading, take them home. Yep. Just close them all up. And what has he done? The fear that they will be arrested. So and charged with a felony. The teachers exactly. are threatened so, with a felony charge. So, so what I am saying here is that what he's trying to do is this is the abuse of power. This is race baiting. This is the abuse of power. And look, the Republican Party may make him their candidate I in know. 2024. And just like and you're going to have these two years of, oh, is this the new thing? Just like last, the whole last year was, is there going to be a red wave? Right. And this is my bet, Nicole. This is my bet. And this is why I would ask your listeners, America is better than this. And we saw that in polling that we just did. By an 80-20 split, voters in December, like after they thought, okay, what did I do? Voters' parents said, if the choice was strengthening public schools or having more choice in schools, they want to strengthen public schools. They want us as school teachers to meet the needs of their kids. They want us to teach their kids practical skills, critical thinking, have career and college pathways, learn to read with joy confidently and 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 they want us to do these things meet the emotional needs so this is what we're doing as a union yeah we'll have to deal with this political these this political shenanigans and we'll take them to court and we'll do all that but we're going to work with parents like never before to make every single public school a place where parents want to send their kids educators want to work and kids thrive and shame on a DeSantis, shame on his race baiting, shame on his taking the course from these high school students. We can't be silent and we can't be bullied. We so can't. we're doubling down on working with parents, working with community groups to do what we as school teachers are supposed to do. And thank God we have a union that's going to allow us to have the freedom to do all this work, which is what the Florida teachers are saying right now. I'm so glad. Now, let me ask you this. Again, Randy Weingarten is with us. She's the president of American Federation of Teachers. His latest assault, and it's just, it's one hit after another. It's every day there's something else. And now he's telling all 
school girls who want to participate in intramural sports that they have to present their menstrual cycles, that they've got to give records of when they're menstruating. This is what I'm saying, Nicole, this is what I'm saying about who he is. Uh The lack of privacy, the government intrusion, the craven undermining of basically people's personal dignity. This is, I, you and I know it's going too far. People will, you know, people will sue, people will stop, people will change. But the bottom line is this, when the rest of the country sees that this is the meanness, the deprivation, of this man the way in which we teach him a lesson Mm -hmm. is that he can't be president of the United States. Hell no. But what he's trying to do is it is an us versus them. It is a culture war. It is what Victor Orban is doing in Hungary and is basically saying some people are less than others. And to do that to girls, to do that to these high school students, these black high school students taking this course, to do that to young girls, to say to all of them, to actually do that, it's misogynistic. It's the handmaid's tale. It is. But it is a through line of meanness on people who he believes he can bully. And then at one point, that's why I'm saying to all the parents who are listening, so we need to fight for all kids. So what should parents be doing? I mean, right now in Florida, he's positioning it. It is, this is the Parents' Choice Act. We're giving parents a say in their kids' education. Nonsense. What he's doing is... If I was, yes. if I was a parent right yeah. now, uh-huh. I would never, ever, ever give the government... Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a grandparent right now. And if something ever happened to my grandkids that the government was saying this to me, yeah. I'm like, are you crazy? This is privacy. I'm not doing that. No way. Right. And frankly, you know, the more people who do that, the more it won't work. But I understand the fear and I understand the fear in Florida. But part of what we're doing is we're making sure the rest of the world knows this. That the people, the classroom libraries being closed, horrible lack of access to books in the panhandle, the intrusion by government. This is, you know, so it's he's decided this is how he's going to run for president. And Florida is his, you know, experiment. Yeah. And the media, I'm sorry, is complicit in trying to position him as oh, a more reasonable alternative to Trump. Make no mistake, he is not. This is fascism. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm sitting here in the middle of it, watching this assault every day. And I, it I, is, it's an assault on people. It is. And at one point or another, you know, it will hit virtually everybody. Everyone. I mean, you know, there's a, there, it is a, you know, I have my views as to why, you know, as to what the through line is here. But let me just say, you know, one day it's about 
girls and their menstrual periods because he's trying to make trans kids the enemy. Yep. Another day, I mean, what are you going to have? How many trans kids are there in the country? 0.001? Right. Another day, it's high school um, kids taking African-American studies right. and he pulls the course. Another day, it's, you know, a young kid who may happen to have two moms or two dads or frankly, you know, who knows and who feels or has like a crush on a kid in their classroom that, you know, they can't say anything. Right. You know, so all, all of a sudden what's happened is in Ron DeSantis's world, there are winners and there are losers. In our world as school teachers, we have to help all kids. So will we call this out? Yes. Will we bring lawsuits? Yes. Will we try to convince the Florida legislature to be humane and to follow the Florida Constitution and not be bullied by Ron DeSantis? Yes, of course we will. But at the end of the day, the rest of the country has to see this. And I spent a lot of time around the country. Yes. Floridians are not like this. <laughs> the country is not like this. We can we have our problems, but the country wants problem solvers who are going to lift up our kids and help them be themselves, understand history, be critical thinkers, and be able to have their American dream. And that's where the majority of the country is. And that's what we are fighting for. Uh, definitely. And I'm so glad you're on the <laughs> on the job because uh, we need all the help we can get. They, we cannot allow this to happen. And we must spread the word. The rest of the country has to know that this man is he's a bully. He's evil. And what he's doing is fascism. Uh, this is not right. and democracy. If parents, and if parents and teachers and communities come together and say no. Then it will stop. Mm -hmm. Because what's happened is that. People feel, but you know, I feel for people, and I've spent a lot of time in Florida. People feel really bullied. Yeah. Uh, the arresting of um, uh, uh, Black Americans who were voting, that was intimidation. The taking the district attorney out of Hillsborough, that was intimidation. All of it. The taking people out of their jobs as, as school board, that's intimidation. So, what we're witnessing here is a real abuse of power, which is in a, a real intrusion by government, yeah. which is just not where Americans are. Not at all. Randy Weingarten, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for jumping in. And, and, you know, I'm glad we're on the same page. Of course, I knew we were. Uh, we need to make sure everybody knows what's going on here because this is, it's un-American. This is just not how no, it's un-American. It, it is. is really un-American. So thank you. And he knows better. He, he does. It's, political. He's, it's all political. This is all better. calculated. This is him yeah. trying to run for president, thinking that this is what the country wants. This is not what the country wants. Just like his yeah. abortion ban that he's going to get stricter on. It's not. So yeah. we need to stand up and show him go to go away. So um, Randy Weingarten, thank you. And so parents should stand up and say, no, this is not OK. Yeah. We're not playing this game. Exactly right. All right. Thank you so much. Find Randy and her Thanks. great staff at AFT.org, uh, American Federation of Teachers. Randy Weingarten, thank you so much. Thanks, Nicole. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, thanks to Randy for jumping on today. I, I, you, know, you know, I've been screaming about this for months now, 
and I just, I, I, I'm glad to be able to get Randy on here. Okay, we got Howie coming up. Before we do, because I want to drink my smoothie while I'm talking to him, and I've had it packed up and ready to go in my little handy-dandy little cooler bag that's uh, right size for the BlendJet 2. In my BlendJet today, I have some non-fat yogurt. It's actually made with uh, uh, almond milk, so it's vegan. Uh, frozen blueberries, a little bit of almond milk, and some ice. I already blended it, but I'm going to blend it again to get it nice and frothy. I look forward to this every day, and I hold off on having my smoothie until I'm on the air so I can tell you how much I'm really loving this blend jet, too. I've got the very, very cool um, marbly design here. I forgot what they call it, but they've got all kinds of designs you can choose from, including if you're a Disney fan, they have all kinds of Disney um, uh, Mickey and characters and stuff on the on the BlendJet, too, that you can choose from. If you go to BlendJet.com and enter in the promo code uh, sent by Nicole 12, all one word, sent by Nicole 12, you'll get 12% off on your order and free two-day shipping. Um, I, I'm hearing from a lot of you who've gotten them and you're enjoying them. They make wonderful gifts. We have Valentine's Day coming up. Um, so I'm going to now unscrew mine. Uh, and again, if you're on the car, you take it with you. It fits right in the cup holder. Imagine that. And man, that's good. <laughs> it's really good and healthy. All right. While I drink my, um, again, blendjet.com, promo code sent by Nicole 12. And, and again, it makes a wonderful gift. And you can thank me later. Okay. Now, because uh, it's that time. Uh, it's time. You know what? I'm going to put a little extra something in here, I think, during the break or as I'm getting Howie on and turn my smoothie into a Dirty Debbie because, you know, everything is better when it's blended with ice in a blend jet like a Dirty Debbie. Okay. Howie Klein coming up. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Ah, hello, Howie Klein. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm just sort of like, I'm rushing because it was, uh, I just had Randy Weingarten on. Uh, it was a last minute thing. She's president of American Federation of Teachers because of this assault on public education that's being spearheaded by the fascist governor down here in Florida. So, you know, between... Although everyone's picking up on it. All the Republicans seem to uh, like it. And they're all, even Trump is, uh, is now uh, making it a big thing. Oh, my God. So, the, you know, killing off this um, African-American studies AP course for high school kids and making the entire college board water it down, um, you know, outlawing, telling teachers they have to cover up their, their, their in-classroom libraries 
under <laughs> threat of a felony if they let kids read a book that has not been approved by the state? Seriously? Telling girls who participate in interscholastic sports that they have to give them their menstrual cycle information? I, I, don't, re- I don't know where we are anymore. I, I, I didn't understand the last one. Why, what, why is that the menstrual thing? I read about it. I read it, but I didn't understand why. Because they're afraid that a, that a trans kid ah. who is biologically male I, would be playing sports because it happens so often, you know. So, so I mean, is this stuff going to stand up in court? I, I don't know. If there, if there are judges perhaps appointed by death sentence to the Florida Supreme Court or Donald Trump to the state courts of appeal. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad that my kid is out of school. But that's very selfish because I'm looking at the rest of these people saying, where are we? And right. So that's what I was talking with Randy about. Then you look at what happened today in the House of Representatives. We're not done. Is, Is Randy's organization suing them? Among other things, she's the president of the AFT. It's yeah. one of the two so they, big teachers unions. She said they're the going to sue. They're going to sue. They're filing lawsuits. They're working with parents. They're pushing back. They're not going to let this stand. Good. Yeah. When but you say this, you mean any of this? Any of it. All of it. It's yeah. frightening. It's really scary. And I can't even imagine if this was, if this happened, you know, eight years ago, if Allison was still in school. I'd I'd pack her in the car and get the fuck out of here. I can imagine. Yeah, but the question is, where do you go anymore? You go to a blue state, I guess. And we're turning into that place. It's it's frightening. It's really scary. We're turning into that place. Are you in Arizona already? No, I'm still in Florida. Arizona, you know, is not a whole lot better, but at least they didn't elect the fascists. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhat better. I mean, Arizona is going in the right direction. Florida is going in the wrong direction. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what about the country? Looking at what they did in the House of Representatives today. Two things. So I started talking about it before Randy came on. First, they Ilhan. Take, okay, let's talk Ilhan first. I cut off her speech in, in mid uh in mid in mid uh, session because, or in mid speechifying because Randy came on, but she delivered a beautiful speech after a lot of um, members got up and and spoke eloquently on her behalf. I mean, some of these speeches were incredible, and in fact, I'll play some of them here. I wasn't familiar with Dean Phillips. Um, do you know who he is? Oh, very well. He's from Minnesota. He's a uh, a new Dem. He's, he's very wealthy, Dem. and uh, never. I mean, he might have given a good speech. He's, don't get, don't fall in love with him. That's okay. for sure. I won't fall in love with him. However, um, his speech was pretty good. But you know what? Instead of playing his, let me share with you um, one of the other really passionate ones, and that would be from AOC because she got up there and she was pissed, and I don't blame her. Um, I, I, the more I hear from her, the more I really like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. And here's a little bit of what she said today. 
I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him yep. with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdi a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Good for her. She is on yeah, she fire. Is, she is so great and getting better and better and better as time goes on. Yeah, she really is. Um, and uh, she was named. She's like a second ranking member on the oversight committee. So yeah, and that's very important. I mean, that would be important anyway, but it's it's even more important right now because Jamie is going to be uh, treated with chemo. That's right. And and he's the ranking member, and he uh, is likely to have definitely have days off, uh, if not weeks. Mm -hmm. And she'll be uh, she'll be in charge of the Democrats Good. on the committee on a very very important committee because I mean it's 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 anyway an important co committee. It's it is an important committee at any time, but now because the Republicans don't have any real legislative agenda and, you know, they'll do performative art instead of legislation. Uh, but th what they do plan to do is use the Judiciary Committee and the, uh, and, and the um, Oversight Committee to launch the 2024 campaign by doing everything they can to, uh, to just paint Biden and his administration and Democrats in general in as bad a, a way as they can. Right. And it's going to be up to people like AOC and Jamie Raskin to defend that. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to play one more clip. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of mad at Eric Swalwell because he, he fell into their trap about Antifa, you know, doing uh, the both siderisms thing last week, and it pissed me off. But he's a really good speaker. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, but and, and what he's did today was excellent. Listen to this. When I heard that we're going to remove a member of this house from their committee for anti-Semitism, I raced down here because I thought, finally, finally, in this chamber, there's going to be some accountability, some accountability from this conference that continues to allow its members to root for rioters, to show sympathy for the insurrection, a conference that harbors a wanted international criminal. <laughs> and has members who choose violence over voting every single day, finally. And so I thought, we're going to hold someone accountable for anti-Semitism. Surely it's the author of this tweet. Kanye Elon Trump, October 6th, written by Chairman Jim Jordan. Yeah. October 8th, what does Kanye say? I'm going to declare DEFCON 3 on the Jews. So surely this tweet came down, right? Came down, was deleted. No. Two more months, it was kept up. Two more months. So don't come here looking at us for anti-Semitism. Look in your own damn mirror Hell yeah. before you ever come over here. And I yield back. Hell yeah. That was uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
<laughs> right? That was and he didn't even m- mention Marjorie Trader Greene. No, he didn't have to. He went after Jim Jordan, and he had a big blow-up of that tweet, Kanye Elon Trump, that was tweeted under the House Judiciary GOP Twitter account by Jim Jordan. And, you know, that's all he had to do. But uh, let me just play. I'll play the Dean Phillips thing, because he was real. He, listen to this. Products of remarkably different life experiences. Hers began by fleeing civil war in Somalia before immigrating to the United States after four years in a Kenyan refugee camp, an experience that few, if any of us, in this room could possibly imagine. My family came to America a century before hers, seeking the same safety, security, and opportunity as they fled Russian pogroms targeting Jewish people in Eastern Europe. And my life began by losing my father in the Vietnam War, an American tragedy that may well have been prevented had this very chamber been filled with more voices like Ilhan Omar's. Now, don't get me wrong. Representative Omar and I regularly disagree on policy, both domestic and foreign. Well, there's the blue dog part, the new dem part. And she has at times used words that have caused concern, offense, and even personal pain to me and others. Oh, please. She and I have spoken (laughs) face-to-face on those occasions, and she has apologized, and she continues to learn from those missteps. Furthermore, she has never posted a video depicting herself decapitating and killing fellow members of Congress. True. She doesn't question whether a plane really smashed in to the Pentagon on 9-11. She does not wonder if school shootings in America are staged. Nope. She has not propagated the absurd notion that space lasers financed by the Rothschild family are the cause of wildfires in California. Mm -hmm. She has never equated vaccine mandates with Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. And she has never, ever express support for executing leaders of the United States Congress. Go figure. Now, being a conspiracy theorist alone is not grounds for removal from committees. I'll admit that. But depicting violence or supporting violence against fellow members of Congress is grounds for removal, being it a Democrat or a Republican. But no one, no one has accused Representative Omar of depicting or supporting violence against anyone in this chamber. So why will 90% of Jewish members of the United States House of Representatives vote to maintain her committee assignment? And they did. Quite simply, because we believe in the human capacity to learn from mistakes. Okay, so that's the the video ends there. But he made some really good points. Uh, Yeah, he did. And some bad ones. And some bad ones. Right. But he's, like I said, he's a new Dem. He's super rich. And uh, you could always count on him to, uh, uh, you know, to be one of the Democrats that votes wrong uh, on occasion. Well, mostly he, all the Democrats vote together, and and uh, and that includes him. And it was a good speech, yes, with a couple of uh, not so good points. Right, but um, but uh, you know, I'll bet as right now I'm looking at the roll call on today's vote on this resolution denouncing the horrors. Of socialism, bum, bum, bum. Do you believe this vote? You heard about this, right? I I wrote about it, yeah. and tomorrow I have a guest post from Mark DeCano specifically about it. And it, I don't want to give it away because it's it's amazing. He he just did a really really great job. Uh, he sent me a video and um, and and wrote a post for Down with Tyranny. Okay, good. Well, see, now I'm just looking at the um, Phillips. Philip, go figure. He voted and you, with... You know, who's, you know whose resolution that was, by the way? Yes, it was Steve Scalise and Maria 
Elvira Salazar of Miami, who, who you know, fear-mongered socialism all throughout the campaign. Yep. 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 Welcome to Florida again. And yes, uh, Mr. Phillips did vote with the 109 Democrats to go along with the Republicans to gaslight us on the, the horrors of socialism. What the fuck? I, I, so I guess we wait till tomorrow to get uh, Mark Takano's post at downwithtyranny.com. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. I, I couldn't believe that they even wasted the time on this. And actually, I played at the top of the show, Hakeem Jeffries um, did a pretty, gave a pretty uh, um, passionate speech condemning that vote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's awful that they would do something like that. And it's awful that so many Democrats would go along with it. It's just, it's just absolutely shocking. And it's funny when you look at the list, it is the blue dogs and the new Dems are the ones who voted with all the Republicans on this. And it's the progressives who said, screw that for the most part. It's I'm overgeneralizing a little bit, but I'm not too far off. Yeah, well, the uh, the head of the well, I, not just her, uh, not um, but the, the whole uh, leadership of the of the new Dems put out a um, a press release a couple of days ago saying that they hate socialism. Oh my God! Well, you know that's part of the problem here in Florida. You know, there's a new race on to replace the chair of the Florida Democratic Party because Manny Diaz finally took the hint and resigned. Um, And so now, you know, uh, Annette Tadeo is running for it. A friend of mine, Carolina Ampudia, who was on with me uh, like last week, is also there are only four people running to be the chair of the Florida Democratic Party. I don't know why anyone would want the job, frankly, because it's been decimated. Um, but that's the fight between the conservadems and the progressives in Florida. This whole socialism uh, gaslighting is just nonsense. And it's because <clears throat> part of it, at least down here in, in South Florida, there's such a big uh, migrant community of people who fled Venezuela and other, you know, other socialist countries. But we're not, you know, there's a difference between Venezuela and Denmark, you know, there's a difference between social democracy and and the the, the communist sort of socialism. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yep, of course. And, and um, Takano tried to, uh, you know, to make that clear. Oh, good. Good. I, I hate to talk about something that no one else can see. But I mean, it's it's, it's something that he, he gave to me and, and it'll be out tomorrow. OK, good. Good. Um, and by, by the way. You you know that Jeffries voted for it, right? Hakeem Jeffries voted for the socialism. No, uh, you, know, uh, you know, against socialism, he voted for the Republican thing. Uh, seriously, after that speech, he voted. Hold on, I gotta pull it up again because I, honestly, I did I didn't look for his name. But and so did you know? So did uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, well, he did. Dean, you you said that Dean did, yes, but he did. also. Uh, 
what's his name? Guy, Ruben Gallego, who's running for senator in Arizona. He did as well. Oh Obviously, Debbie Wasserman Schultz did. You'd yep. expect her to. Yes, she did. Gallego um, did. Moskowitz. Wow. Is Moskowitz well, yours now? He oh is, right? Oh, my God. Not only is he, but did you hear what he said about Ilhan Omar? He said... No, but I can imagine he's just he, absolutely horrible. He's horrible. I'm embarrassed that this is the representative for my district. I won't even say he's my representative. And no, I didn't vote for him. Um... He said he voted, you know, to keep her on the committee because all the Democrats voted together and he wasn't going to break ranks. But he said, I don't think she belongs on that committee. Hey, uh, uh, Jared Moskowitz, I got a little song for you. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Sorry, every now and then, I can't the fuck help up. myself. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. That's for my congressman. I like it. Isn't that great? <laughs> it is. So the, 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 I hate to say this. I really shouldn't even say it because I, I love Ilhan. Yeah. But um, one of my friends in Congress today told me that, um, it, you know, if you if you would talk off the record with the Democrats on the committee, mo- he, well, he didn't say most, but he said many, uh, including all the Jewish ones, uh, would say that she doesn't belong on the committee. By the way, Pelosi also voted uh, with the Republicans. Of course she did. Of course she did. And this is the problem with, with today's Democrat. Instead of somebody standing up and educating everyone, and I'm, I'm hoping the post tomorrow from Mark Takano does that. Maybe I'll read it tomorrow. There's a difference between the communist form of socialism, if you want to call that socialism, and democratic socialism, which is what Bernie Sanders espouses, which is what AOC, Pramila Jayapal, and, and today's democratic socialists are it's not that communist social it's a different thing and maybe we need a different name for it well let them take a different let them I get guess. their own different i guess Takano, um by the way was a was supported bernie he he endorsed him formally uh-huh so you right. know, and he understands what a democratic socialist is right and he under also understands what socialism is i mean socialism is different from i mean they're mixing up uh, economic socialism yep. with um, with you know authoritarianism. That's right. Well, they like the authoritarianism. That's what that's where the disconnect is. Because what what uh, you know Ron DeSantis is is an authoritarian fascist. So do they not? I mean, it, they, they get their isms all mixed up. I don't know if you heard Ew. this. <laughs> this um, oh god, do I have okay? Roger Williams of Texas. Did you hear this? This was lovely. This is really quick. There we go. Bottom line, socialism bad, capitalism good. In God we trust, I yield back. (laughs) (laughs) One of the richest members of Congress, by the way. Is he? So, of course, socialism bad. Oh, and we should also mention that this falls today on the day they had the National Prayer Breakfast. Just things don't make sense. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I have a problem with the idea of a national prayer breakfast in a country that does not have a state religion. In fact, we've got it's in the Constitution. There shall be no, you know, state religion. And yet they force it on us every fucking day. I have a problem well, with that. Uh, you know, 
Even Hoyer voted against this thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the list now. I was, I'm surprised to see that. But Steny uh, Hoyer he, voted against it. Yeah. He wow. Did. It, which is amazing. And you know, it's also interesting to see. You know, we have a Cal- we have a, a big race in California for um, for the Senate, and the the two progressives, um, uh, Katie Porter and uh, Barbara Lee, both voted against it. Adam Schiff, who's been going in a progressive direction, voted for voted uh, voted with the Republicans. I, yeah, I was, he did. You know, that. Although, you know, to be fair, a majority of Democrats voted with the Republicans on this yeah. one. No, it was eighty nine voted with the Republic. I mean, sorry, eighty eighty six voted no, fourteen voted present, three didn't vote, and hundred and nine of them voted with the Republicans. I, including I, as I'm looking down this list, some of my friends, which is just awful, and I'll, I'll wind up like getting into arguments with them now. Wow. Um, well, the ones that, uh, oh, Ted Lou voted for it. That's right. Ouch. Yeah, you know, as I go through the list, it's, it's, some of it is very disturbing. I just don't get, I mean, I expected from Jared Moskowitz. I didn't expect it from Ted Lou. Expected from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Not from Ruben Gallego. That's, yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> it's disturbing. Um, so, I, 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 all right. Well, okay. So- and, and you know, the guy who was uh, at one time the chairman of the New Dems, Jim Himes, voted no. He really? voted against it. So it's, you know, everyone, you know, makes their own decision. I'm sure, I mean, obviously there was no party decision. There was no party right. position on this. Uh, but it's, it, it is telling that um, someone like um, uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries would, would vote uh, vote for it. And especially given the speech he delivered, which called him out for this bullshit. And then he goes and votes with them. That's my problem with Hakeem Jeffries, by the way, is I can't trust him on anything. I don't believe anything he says. I played well, that. A politician is usually not someone to trust. <laughs> that's, that's for that's sure. That's true. You know, I mean, on the Republican side, you had uh, three Republicans. You know, Nancy Mace was one of them. And, uh, who were the other two? One was that uh, uh, Ken Buck from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, saying how, you know, this is wrong to do this to Ilha- Ilhan Omar. And they said they're going to vote against it. And then they all, they all voted for it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this. You posted, you tweeted today and actually posted about it, too, that the guy who covered Florida for Politico for for a decade, (laughs) who then was hired by NBC. And I I was like, NBC hired Mark Caputo. He's always been a hack. He's always been horrible. And they hired him. And I didn't understand why. And I saw the same thing you did from Rebecca Jones, who actually was on the show a few weeks ago, who outed the fact that Mark Caputo is like a, a slumlord or something. He owns a property in Key West and was evicting somebody who he just completely slandered um, and then posted his text messages with this guy where he called him a junkie and said he hopes he gets raped in jail on Instagram. And yeah. it appears to be with, with that, the guy's name, with the guy's name, that that's why NBC fired him. And I said, good riddance. Oh, my yeah. God. So he said, uh, I hope he enjoys sex in jail. Yeah. And a member of Congress who hates his guts said to me, I hope he enjoys sex on the unemployment line. <laughs> me, too, <laughs> because, I, you know, it, it's killed me that for as long as I've been here, Mark Caputo has been the Florida guy at Politico. It's like, oh, it's Politico. It's a rag anyway. 
And then uh, he gets hired by NBC. It's like, no, 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 no. So another member of Congress told me this morning, you know, that uh, she wasn't sorry to see him go and um, said that he was really his way of journal journalism was like kind of like a protection racket. If you get, if you didn't give him what he wanted, he'd write bad stuff about you. If you gave him what he wanted in terms of quotes and he would give you, he, he would um, write good stuff about yeah. you. And people, people were afraid of him. Wow. Wow. Well, so there's, there's a lot of people very happy today that, that he got booted. Good. Well, good. Uh, as am I. Uh, and, you know, good riddance. By the way, I want to play one more clip for you before we go, because after uh, the vote, um, one member of <clears throat> Congress got up and congratulated the caucus for voting out Ilhan Omar. Do you know who whose little speech I'm going to play for you? No. Um, if his name is George Santos. It's George Santos. Today I rise to congratulate my colleagues on voting to remove Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. The passage of H.R. 76 sends a strong message that we support Israel and the Jewish community. (laughs) I urge the 118th Congress to now stand together, proudly upholding every single American, no matter race, pedigree, religion, nor creed, as any less American than their neighbor. Oh, God. That Jewish Americans are patriotic Americans, and that we all have a role in fighting bigotry and anti-Semitism in our country. We must make sure that the House of Representatives reflects such principles why, as a united why am I listening body. To this? I don't know. I, I, it's, because it's just so, it's, it's For what surreal. Does the gentleman from oh, Florida sir, hold on. Whoops. Oh, st- I don't want to play again. Mr. Um, it, it's just surreal. I, I, I am amazed that this man. So they vote Ilhan Omar off of the committee, and then this man still gets to speak into a microphone on the House, the house floor? It's just astounding. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Karina asks, why is John Lovett speaking? All right. Um, so I, I, I'm passing along a hello to you from Dana Steele. Dana Steele. Oh, wow. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry? Hello back. I, what, what were you doing? Well, Dana, to, to the listeners who are wondering why I'm mentioning her, Dana Steele was a big rock jock in Houston. I mean, she was middays in Houston, rock and roll for years and years and years and then after she, her radio run she ran for congress a couple of years ago as she was endorsed by blue america well dana and her husband who by the way is an astronaut are now traveling for the year they're just on the road and they're in florida and we're trying to get together hopefully on monday and in fact she may even come on the show on monday we'll see if we can figure it out Definitely say hi for me. I will. But when I told her, she, you know, we were trying to figure out our schedule. I said, well, today I've ha- I've Howie Klein on. I have Howie on every Thursday. She's like, oh, tell Howie I said hi. So there you go. Dana Steele. Thanks. Yep. All right, Howie. Uh, uh, I don't I don't hold out any hope that things will get better next week, but no, we, we can pretend, I guess. All right. All right. But tomorrow we'll look for the Mark Takano post at downwithtyranny.com on this whole socialism thing. All right, Howie Klein, thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. And with that, we are done. This is a um, Thursday. Uh, So tomorrow, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen yet. Um, 
I'm going to see, I have friends that are in a band from LA, a band called the Young Dubliners, who I love. They're actually playing in town tomorrow night at the um, the Broward Center, so we're going to go see them. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, you will have a new show, but I may record it earlier. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll figure it out. I've got so much stuff I didn't get to today, including the rest of Ilhan Omar's speech. So we'll see. I'll put something together. Um, so one way or another, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night and um, more power to us, I guess. Go socialists. I don't know. All right. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Happy Groundhog Day. This morning, lots of Americans were waiting to see whether Poxitani Phil spotted his shadow. That's a sign that supposedly determines whether we can expect six more weeks of winter or an early spring. That's according to a Groundhog's non-scientific forecast. And in case you believe in this nonsense, Phil saw his shadow this morning predicting six more weeks of winter. But keep in mind, this is the same prediction he made 78% of the time, and he's only right about 40% of the time. But thanks to the movie, 30 years ago, we now equate Groundhog's Day with a situation in which events that have happened before happen again and again and again in seemingly exactly the same way. So in that spirit, the new Republican majority in the House proved that they haven't changed one bit. On Wednesday, the Republican-controlled House Oversight and Accountability Committee disbanded the Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties. You know, the subcommittee that focused on issues including voting rights, freedom of assembly, and criminal justice reform policies, among others. Need more? The National Prayer Breakfast is happening in Washington, D.C. today. And again, as I do every year, I ask why. It's a rhetorical question. Here's another one, and this one's deadly serious. Mourners called for police reform on Wednesday during the funeral of Tyree Nichols. His 29-year-old black motorist who died three days after being severely beaten by a group of Memphis police officers. What's different about this incident is these cops were also black. Vice President Kamala Harris attended the funeral and she said, quote, this is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of the people who'd been charged with keeping them safe. Civil rights leaders and Nichols relatives demanded an end to excessive police force against black Americans. And again, Congress will likely do nothing. Meanwhile, the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act of 2020 is there just waiting to be passed. This story fits the Groundhog Day narrative, too, I suppose, as I wonder if Ted Cruz has fled to Cancun yet. Texas has been bearing the brunt of a dangerous ice storm, and it's already caused power outages for about 400,000 Texas homes and businesses. Air travel in parts of the region has been halted, and authorities are warning drivers to avoid poor road conditions across the state, as well as in surrounding states, including Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Tennessee. And if you're in the Northeast, well, you're again bracing for a blast of bitterly cold air that could feel well below freezing. More than 15 million people are expected to be under a wind chill watch or warning in the Northeast beginning today, lasting through at least Saturday. So 
The new Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, met for the first time as Speaker with President Joe Biden, and both sort of came out of the meeting with a bit of optimism that they can reach a consensus on the nation's debt limit sometime before they default. McCarthy walked away calling it a good first meeting, noting that the White House and the new House Republican majority still have different perspectives on this. You think? And despite getting trounced in the midterm elections, many people pointing to the Republicans' strict abortion policies, the Republicans are once again invoking Groundhog Day. Republican attorneys general from 20 states sent letters to executives at CVS and Walgreens warning the pharmacy chains against using the mail to dispense abortion pills in their states. The letters rebuke recent guidelines from the Justice Department and go against a new Biden administration policy that allows certified pharmacists pharmacies to dispense abortion pills with a prescription, including by mail order. CVS and Walgreens have said they intend to comply with federal and state law with their plans to dispense mifepristone, one of two drugs used in medical abortion. This comes as a new Gallup poll finds Americans are broadly unsatisfied with the country's policies on abortion. I mentioned this yesterday, but it's worth repeating in today's What's News. The College Board on Wednesday released the final curriculum for its new advanced placement course in African-American studies after stripping it of material that Florida's fascist governor had criticized. DeSantis said the course as previously designed lacked educational value and would not be endorsed for use in Florida schools. While the College Board, in response, removed the names of many black writers and scholars associated with critical race theory, the queer experience, black feminism, and the Black Lives Movement from required material. David Coldman, who heads up the College Board, said the changes were made for educational reasons, not political ones. Meanwhile, David Johns, executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition, said the College Board capitulated to DeSantis's extremist anti-black censorship. And finally, the FBI on Wednesday sent agents to search President Biden's beach home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, I'm probably mispronouncing it, as part of an ongoing investigation of his handling of classified documents from his years as vice president. While the agents found no materials with classified markings and no search warrant was needed because Biden consented to the search. Just how Trump cooperated, right? Yeah, right. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.